Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now I'll discuss 10 philosophical lessons and secrets we can learn from Sartre's writing and life. Lesson 1. Life is absurd and so is death. Quote, Every existing thing is born without reason, prolongs itself out of weakness and dies by chance. The Wall is a short story by Sartre published in 1939. It tells the story of a prisoner during the Spanish Civil War who is facing the firing squad. Hence the title Wall symbolizes the brutality of life that we all face death at some point. The inmate is told if he confessed to the whereabouts of his comrade, he would be spared from the imminent death penalty. At first, he refuses to cooperate, thinking what is the point of life anyway. But at the very last minute, he changes his mind, thinking he can fool the police. But there's a twist. He gives the authorities a random address, but as fate would have it, his comrade happens to have moved into the exact random house. The prisoner's life is spared from execution, but his comrade is shot dead. Sartre shows the absurdity and the randomness of life and death. From our conception to birth to going through the trials and tribulations of life as well as our death, all random. Quote, death is a continuation of my life without me. Lesson 2. Nothingness is an opportunity. Quote, life has no meaning a priori. It is up to you to give it a meaning, and value is nothing but the meaning that you choose. It was Marx who said that workers have nothing to lose but their chains. Sartre has a similar message, but a more existential one. We are born from nothingness into nothingness. In other words, neither God nor society has ordained us with an essence. This emptiness of our existence, or the meaninglessness of life, is not something to cry about, but to celebrate because we have the opportunity to build something of ourselves. Instead of restoring an old house, we can build one from scratch. So life has no meaning, and it's up to us to give it a meaning. We're not here because God has put us here, nor we're here to serve society's purpose. We're here to carve a path for ourselves form an identity of our own and give our lives meaning. Lesson 3. We are condemned to freedom. Quote, Man is condemned to be free because once thrown into the world, he is responsible for everything he does. If you boil down Sartre's philosophy to one single idea, it is freedom. On a practical level, we have little or no freedom when it comes to bigger decisions in life. We cannot choose our family, country, name, age, looks, height, culture, language, etc. So how can Sartre say that we are condemned to be free? As individuals, we are at the mercy of society, the legal system, parents, teachers, history, tradition, morality, religion, and God. When you line these authority figures around yourself, you might think we have no freedom. But Sartre argues that on a deeper level, none of those authorities can limit your ability to think freely. 
It is in the thought that we are condemned to be free. In fact, Sartre formulated his philosophy while in German prison. In his 1945 novel, The Age of Reason, told from various characters' perspectives, the story centers on a teacher who fights society and biology as he doesn't want to be a father, so he's trying to get money so that his girlfriend can get an abortion. We may face social, political, and even biological limitations, but nobody can stop us from imagining anything we want to. So it's in our imagination that we are truly condemned to be free, because we can imagine the thing that does not exist, and we cannot escape our imagination no matter how terrifying it may be. Lesson 4. Take Responsibility Quote, Man can will nothing unless he has first understood that he must count on no one but himself. Abandoned on earth in the midst of his infinite responsibilities, without help, with no other aim than the one he sets himself, with no other destiny than the one he forges for himself on this earth. With freedom comes responsibility is often a cliché. For Sartre, after freedom, responsibility is the most important philosophical doctrine. In a godless world, Sartre says the true meaning of life is our freedom to take responsibility. In his 1946 essay titled Existentialism as a Humanism, Sartre puts the responsibility not on God or society but on the individual. 18th century European humanism came to replace God with humans, faith with rationality, and church with university. In other words, humanism puts humans in charge of the planet, no longer reliant on God or church. While humanism takes a more group-centered or institutional approach, like government, democracies, civil societies, etc., Sartre, however, puts the responsibility on each individual. Quote, their being is not determined, so it's up to everyone to create their own existence, for which they are then responsible. They cannot be free. There is a form of necessity for freedom, which can never be given up. Just as humanism was an optimistic project to liberate the individuals from the constraints of religion and tradition, for Sartre, existentialism too is an optimistic philosophy that views the individual as the ultimate maker of himself or herself. We are free to be who we want to be, but also responsible for what may come our way. Lesson 5. Don't live in bad faith. Could. Perhaps it's inevitable. Perhaps one has to choose between being nothing at all and impersonating what one is. It all sounds good to take responsibility, but when faced with real-life choices, we experience anguish, anxiety, and often analysis paralysis hits us. So it's so much easier if others make certain decisions for us. While we all want to be powerful leader, nobody wants to experience what Hamlet or leaders and parents experience when they face tough choices. What if we make mistakes? So we often give up our freedom to others like parents, governments, experts, doctors, etc. to make choices for us. But Sartre says if you rely on others or take a role carved for you by others, you live an inauthentic life. He calls it bad faith. You're not genuine. You act in a role created by others. The true faith or the authentic self can be created by our actions and mistakes. It's through mistakes we can make something of ourselves.
tackle life choices, make mistakes, and own up to those mistakes. That's how you become someone. Don't hire a sculptor to make you, but it's through our own actions that we create ourselves and by extension also affect society. We are the sculptors of our own being. No God is there to help us. So we might as well live our true selves, not some wacky role society or our company has created for us. Lesson 6. Hell as Other People No Exit is a 1944 play that tells the story of a man and two women locked in a waiting room and the afterlife as punishment for their crimes in this life. In other words, they're stuck in their grave without any chance of getting out. But the twist is that now the three of them are together waiting to be tortured. At first, the three lie about their crimes. But they all know that everyone is lying, so after some arguments, they decide to come clean and confess to their true crimes. The man Joseph Gossin mistreated his wife, but that's nothing. He was actually executed for cowardice during the war. One of the women, Enes Serrano, a lesbian, seduced her cousin's wife by manipulating her, which resulted in her cousin getting killed and both women dying through asphyxiation. The other woman, Estelle Rigol, from a wealthy background, was sent to this room because she killed her own child, which resulted in the father of the child taking his own life. As they spend more time together, the sexual tension also rises, resulted in Gossin and Estelle getting close, which makes Inez extremely jealous, so she mocks him for his cowardice. As expected, he attempts to escape once again. After pushing the door violently a few times, it suddenly opens, but he's too ashamed to leave, because the cause of his execution was precisely army desertion. Here he comes to the famous conclusion that hell is other people. So much so that despite Stell's attempt, Gossin refuses to make love to her in the presence of another woman. Stell is so angry that she stabs the other woman who laughs at her saying that they are already dead. Soon they all realize that they are stuck in the room together for eternity, so better they accept their fate and get on with it. In this story, Sartre wants to show how we constantly look to ourselves through the eyes of others. For men, courage is the most important value and respect is the most important currency, so Garcin is forever condemned for being a coward. He cannot rest until someone tells him that he is not a coward. He was seeking that from Estelle, who accepted him, but Inez refused. For the women, it was their sexual transgressions that forever condemned in the eyes of others. Society is a mirror that keeps showing us the good, the bad, and the ugly, no matter how much we try to show our good side. Dostoevsky said that consciousness was a disease, which Sartre turned into hell as other people. For example, as a YouTuber, while I get hundreds of positive comments, but one negative one sticks. So despite our individualism, we cannot untangle ourselves from others, so we might accept that hell is other people. Lesson 7. Don't be a victim. Quote, it's therefore senseless to think of complaining since nothing foreign has decided what we feel, what we live, and what we are. Sartre was short and ugly, but he didn't use it as an excuse. Instead, he used his power of the intellect to think and write. In fact, having a handicap often motivates us even more to develop ourselves, hone our craft, offer some social value and push boundaries. 
Saad was captured by the Germans, so instead of crying about it or resigning to his fate, he used his time in prison to read books written by a German, Martin Heidegger, who was very close to the Nazis. No matter where you find yourself, there's always an opportunity to do something that is meaningful for you. In his 1940 essay, the imaginary, a phenomenological psychology of the imagination, Sartre argues that while our perception of reality is always limited depending on our angle of view, age and, and the length of time we spend observing things, but when we imagine an object, it appears as a complete object. Since we can imagine things, Sartre says, we are inherently free. Not only can nobody stop us from imagining things, nobody can stop us from achieving things too. Only we can stop ourselves when we give up and live in bad faith. Lesson 8. Do not live in the past. Quote, People are like dice. We throw ourselves in the direction of our own choosing. Sartre's philosophy of existentialism is a direct attack against the philosophy of essentialism. What is essentialism? The idea that we are born with an essence. Aristotle said that everything has a telos or purpose. In religions we are created by God, so our essence is also created by God. But Sartre starts with a clean slate argument that we have no essence, only existence. The past only stretches so far because we are nothing before you are born. Everything started from your own existence. Sartre was a big critic of Marcel Proust, whose monumental novel is all about the past. Proust writes how we live bits and pieces of ourselves in the past as we age. But Sartre also responds to the psychoanalysts like Sigmund Freud and Carl Jung, who focused too much on the past individual and collective memories. For Sartre, the past is the past and what matters is now and the future. Interestingly, Louis Ferdinand Selin's masterpiece, Journey to the End of the Night, questioned that future progress is nothing but sacrificing yourself for others who you don't know. So Sartre, as a Marxist, focused his energy on the future. So dealing too much in the past can distract us from the present and most importantly from the future. It's not important which path you have traversed, but the path you're going now. Lesson 9. You cannot ignore the past. While Sartre's philosophy is very optimistic about the future, he failed to credit our cultural past. Sartre learned from those who came before him. His influential book, Being in Nothingness, is inspired by what also direct responds to Heidegger's book, Being in Time. So while existentialism liberates us from religious dogmas or traditional constraints to make something of ourselves, we cannot ignore our cultural past. Friedrich Nietzsche, who was also an existentialist, acknowledged that we build upon the works of those who came before us. His Ubermensch goes through a camel stage in which he slaves to learn his skills from others. We don't always start from zero. So while Sartre was a brilliant philosopher, he failed to respect our cultural past and gave free rein to some individuals to destroy whatever came before. Today, social justice warriors topple statues, cancel people, and boycott comedians, or anyone who disagree with them. While Sartre himself would have been outraged by them, his philosophy allows such behaviors because we are supposed to build on nothingness. Lesson 10. We cannot ignore biology. Could. It is disgusting. Why must we have bodies? 
Being such a short and ugly man, I feel his pain. But you cannot ignore biology. Sartre says neither God nor biology has given us a purpose. We are born out of accident and chance. The only purpose there is the one we choose. Just like Marx, Sartre ignores Darwinian evolution and to some extent human nature. Sartre's starting point is nothingness, that we have no essence prior to existence. But I think he neglects our essence on a DNA level. While we may not have our individual self from birth, we do have a DNA fingerprint that shapes our height, nose, eye color, and some other traits. These are extremely important in our lives. But Sartre operates not on a physiological level, but on a consciousness level. He also rejects psychoanalytical theory of the unconscious determining who we are. Sartre's philosophy operates totally on a conscious level. In other words, Sartre gives the human rational faculty too much credit. In reality, however, we are quite irrational when it comes to important decisions in life. For example, the urge to have sex and have children is extremely strong in us, and Schopenhauer understood that it is irrational and controlled by the blind will within us. I guess Sartre tries to wake us up that our purpose is not to continue life, so we have sex just for pleasure, not make babies. While men and women have similar intellectual capacity, the way we view the opposite gender is extremely different. In fact, his open relationship with Simone de Beauvoir shows that. While Sartre was having sex with multiple women, Simone didn't have the same thirst for sex with other men. While Sartre was perhaps aware of such things, he made light of biological hardwiring that we may not be able to change. While today people are free to change their life, identity, gender, nationality, etc., Sartre's philosophy is a little too optimistic when it comes to creating our own identity to whatever we want. In reality, a lot of what we do is predetermined by our biology. Sartre himself didn't define himself within a single day or a month or a year. It took him years and years to become what he was. He dedicated years of hard work to become a philosopher and a writer. Today we all want quick solutions and shortcuts. Unfortunately, those quick fixes and shortcuts may help us in the meantime. They may not be the answer in the long run. While the Instagram filter makes me very beautiful, I cannot ignore the ugly dude I see in the mirror every morning. Jean-Paul Sartre's philosophy of existentialism liberates us from God, tradition, societal norms and values, which we sometimes take for granted. But being free comes with a huge responsibility. I think in today's world, we all like freedom, but we rarely like taking accountability for our actions and the consequences of our actions. Just as freedom is empowering, taking responsibility is even more empowering because it makes you think on how best to sculpt your own life. You are the artist of your own existence. Nobody else. Being alive is a precious opportunity and it's our responsibility to carve a beautiful existence out of it. What do you think? Leave a comment down below. Merci beaucoup. Thank you for watching. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.